Glad you're here. Want to welcome you. Excited. We get to hang out again for worship again today. I told some, I told a couple of y'all, I'm, I don't like to complain about much of anything. And yet, if it were a little warmer, I'd be more comfortable. That's not a complaint. That's just an observation. All righty. So anyway, excited that we get to hang out and worship together. I want to share with you from Exodus because uh, this is what God said. Okay. God said it. Genesis to Revelation, God said it. Uh, we've been talking all year long. Huh? One month. Uh, that don't miss what God said. Don't miss what God has given us in his word. Uh, if you want to understand more about who God is and, and what he expects and how we are to conduct ourselves, get into the word. If you watch television, read the word more. If you read other books, read the word more. Uh, if you listen to other conversations, listen to God more. Okay? That's the introduction. All year long, you're going to hear that for the next 11 months. God said it. Don't miss it. Okay? We've already been through the fact that God spoke everything we see into existence. We've got his created word. We've got his spoken word. We've had his living word. And Jesus, the living word of God, is still alive today. Okay? So we've got God's spoken and, and written and living word. Don't miss what God has said. All right, so this morning God said it, <clears throat> we the people <laughs> worship, okay? We the people worship. That's what God has called us to. That's the first and greatest commandment as Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Our expression of love to God is to declare his worship in our lives, our worship. Right? So, Scott, great choice of songs. Goodness, goodness, goodness. What do you do with the goodness of God? What do you do when you recognize God's goodness to you in your life? What do you recognize? What do you do when you recognize that God has done great and mighty things in us, around us? We worship. Okay, so he... Exodus chapter 35, verses 4 to 9, and then I'm going to jump down to 20 to 29. I don't usually do that, but there's a whole lot of specifics in this passage. So here you go, verse 4. Then Moses said to the entire Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take up an offering among you. Now, everybody, there's some folks that right at the minute the preacher says that, they go, oh, no, here we go. Listen, okay. Take up an offering among you for the Lord. Let everyone whose heart is willing bring this as the Lord's offering. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, fine linen, and goat hair, ram skins dyed red, and fine leather, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, and onyx with gemstones to mount on the ephod and breastpiece. And then down in verse 20, it says this, Then the entire Israelite community left Moses' presence. Everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its services and for the holy garments. Both men and women came, all who had willing hearts, brought brooches and earrings and rings and necklaces and all kinds of gold jewelry. Everyone who presented a presentation offering of gold to the Lord. Everyone who possessed blue, purple, and, or scarlet yarn, fine linen, or goat hair, ram skins dyed red, or fine leather brought them. Everyone making an offering of silver or bronze brought it as a contrib contribution to the Lord. Everyone who possessed acacia wood, 
useful for any task in the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun yarn with her hands and brought it. Blue, purple, scarlet yarn and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts were moved spun the goat hair by virtue of their skill. The leaders brought onyx and gemstones to mount on the ephod and breastpiece, as well as the spice and oil for the light, for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. So the Israelites brought a free will offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts prompted them to bring something for all the work that the Lord through Moses had commanded to be done. Hmm. We have moved from creation, right, to the family failures, Cain, Abel, right? Adam and Eve first, Cain, Abel, the time of Noah. After Noah, we still have. Then we get to Abraham. We got a man. We got his wife. We got children. Then we got children, children. Then we got a a, a family of 70 that goes into, into captivity into Egypt. And then God brings the... Now, this is as we, as we read through the Bible in 2022. Each Sunday, we're going to make the same progression in the storyline of God's redemption. Last week, we talked about the covenant with Abraham. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Ultimately, the blessing that has come through Abraham is Jesus. So what does Jesus have to do with this? What is the blessing of God that we see in this command of God through Moses to the entire Israelite community? We are now moving from family to people and people whose hearts are willing to worship. Pray with me. God, thank you. Thank you, God, that we get to gather. Wow, it's cool. And we get to come into a nice warm building like this and nice comfortable chairs and, and be able to relax a little bit and just to, to seek your face, God. God, we want to hear your voice, not my voice. We want to hear you. We want to hear what it is that you would have for us to hear. And God, that, that's very specifically, God, I, I want to hear what you, you want for me to hear. God, help us to hear you. God, help us to be moved as your spirit moves in us and among us. God, we, we want to draw near to you. So God, thank you that we have this time set aside, set apart, that we might come together and worship and honor you, not simply with our presence, but God, with our hearts. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Willingness. Willingness. You ready? What are you willing to do? All right, how many of you got kids? Yes, thank you. All right, I have one because I know my limitations. Okay. My son is very often, he'll come in, he will have seen something at the convenience store, some drink that has some odd claim to it. And he'll buy one and he'll come in and say, here, dad, taste this. Now, I'm suspect at that point, right? Here, dad, taste this. My initial reaction, oh, I don't know, 95% of the time is, no. <laughs> Two reasons. First of all, it probably got a lot of sugar in it, and I don't drink a lot of sugar. Second of all, it probably tastes disgusting. He, when he was younger, you know, he would go to up to up to drink fountains, right? You know, the the fountain drinks, and get everything, and go, Dad, taste this. And I'd go, No. No, I'm not 
not, here you go, you ready? Here's the big word for the day. I'm not willing to put myself out there like that. Son, I love you. Man, I love you a lot. But no. Right? Here, Dad, uh, some, some, some food or something. Taste this. No. Right? Now, in my younger days, there were things I was willing to do that were not the wisest of things. Right? You know, I, 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 we all had motorcycles when I was about 11 years old, right? We'd follow each other through the woods like this. A friend of mine's motorcycle was better than mine. So he went upside of his hill. So I said, hmm, I'm following him. So, ooh, I got to the top of the hill. My motorcycle came back. <laughs> I was trying to get out of the way, right? I was willing to do something unwise and dangerous, right? I was willing to give it a shot. Oh, man. Read stories about it in the papers today, right? Right. I got out of the way. The bike went on down, right? See, what is your willingness to what? Okay. Here you go. I want you to hear these first words. Then Moses said to the entire Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. Where, 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 did, where did Moses get this? He got this up on the mountaintop, right? He got the instruction from God as to what? As to what God expected of them. You know, we've got the original 10. Break them because of calf. Go back up, get the next 10. Get the instructions for what? The tabernacle. You get the instructions for what? The worship center. The place of meeting. That, that place in the midst of God's people that represents the presence of God. Okay, and so this all this week I've been reading through Exodus, and, and if you're reading through the Bible in a year with the Bible Project thing, you've been reading through Exodus. <clears throat> but, but the point is, is that it's very detailed. You know, you got this many rings attached to this many corners, attached to this many posts, with this many bases, with that many curtains, and, 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 and reading through it, right? Very detailed, very, I will have to say this, very extravagant sounding, right? This is not your basic Coleman tent, okay? The, the, these, these draperies are huge. They're, they're, they're more than just draperies. They're these, 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 these things that we hear about from the Middle Ages that, that cover the wall. What do they call those things? Tapestries, yes. These tapestries that hold the heat. You know, keep keep it warm inside and keep the cold of the stone outside in the outside world and all that kind of stuff. So they make these huge curtains and they drape them over the, the post. And it's very, very intricate. And it's very, very detailed. It's very, very extravagant. It sounds rich. Right? I'm thinking to myself, really? You know, uh, huh? So here you go. This is what I started looking at. How many people came out of, out of Egypt? We know one number. That's all we got. One number. 600,000 men. All right, let's say they're all married. 600,000 women. But the sociologists tell us that there have to be more women than men. That's just some kind of fact of anthropology. I don't know. Uh, they say for a, a community to grow, there have to be at least two and a half children per family. So, I'm not a math guy. I've told you all that before. I'll write you a paper, but I'm not a math guy. 
And so I read what the scholars say. Estimates are somewhere between two and six million people came out of Egypt in the Exodus. Somewhere between two and six million people, right? Camped out in the wilderness somewhere, making it. They got through the Red Sea. Pharaoh didn't. Well, Pharaoh was probably standing on the shore watching everybody else go in. Um, you know, and so they're making their way into the wilderness. They've, they've come to the, the mount of God, right? God's giving instructions. They don't like it so much because it scares them. God speaks, it scares them. Moses comes back down the mountain. He's all shiny. They're going, cover your face. You scare us. You see? So God's speaking. God is communicating. God is giving his direction to his people. Now, this is what the Lord has commanded. What is he commanding? Now, now a lot of people, I, this, this passage has been used to take up offerings. Let me go ahead and admit that. People preach this passage like, oh, we want to redecorate and you need to get off your pocketbook so we can repaint the sanctuary. Okay, I'm not doing that. I want to know what it is God's measuring right here. I want to know what's underneath what God's asking. I want to know what's underneath what God is commanding right here. See, God gives the direction to Moses. Moses speaks God's command to the people. What's happening in the heart of the people? What's going on? That 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 people. How do you respond? Remember, I asked this question a minute ago. How do you respond when you recognize the goodness of God? When the people look back and say, "God rescued us from slavery. God brought us through the Red Sea." What was their response? Well, we know. You read through it. Man, they grumbled sometimes. They pitched tantrums. They complained about the food and the water. And sounds like, you know, lots of restaurants I've been to. Right? People sitting around going, that's not the way I asked for it to be cooked. Guess what? You get to eat. You know? So here you go. What is he looking at? What does he mean? He says, take up an offering among you for the Lord. Listen to this. This is the key. Let everyone whose heart is willing. See, doesn't say, I command it, and if you don't do it, I'm going to thump you in the head. He says, let everyone whose heart is willing. So here's the big question today. Y'all ready? Here's the big, I've asked a lot, but here's the next. Here's the big one. What do you do? What willingness of your heart What do you prepare to worship? How do you get ready for worship? How do you engage in worship? How do you get all the things together so that you, so that you can bring God your best? Not your conflict, right? Not, not, not your challenges. How do you prepare willingly from your heart to worship God? You see, man, I, I, I grew up here in the South, in South Carolina. We were expected to get up and go to church on Sunday morning. Right? Mom and Dad, man, it, it wasn't a question. 
Nobody ever on any given Sunday until I moved out of my house, went off to college. My mother never walked into my room and went, you want to go to church this morning, son? Never happened. Right? My mom walked into my room and went, get up. Breakfast is on the table. We're going to church. Right? And you know what I knew that was, was, was in full agreement, absolute support and threat, was that if I argued with my mama, my dad was the next one to come to the room. Okay? What do you do? Now, I admit as a kid, you know, getting up for worship meant, okay, get up, put on whatever you hadn't worn to school and torn up that week. Put on them black patent leather shoes with the little elastic band across the top of my foot that hurt so bad. All right? Get up. Dress up. Well, uh, guess what? That lesson didn't stick. But look at what God laid out for his people here. Bring the best. Now, you know, I, I've heard it and you've heard it. The, the outline goes something like this. It's It's time, talents, and resources that we give to God. How much of your time do you give to God? How much of your talent do you use for God's kingdom? Do you give it to God? What of your resources do you give to God? See? I've been preaching 24 years. You know how many times I've preached on giving? Anybody want to guess? 24 years. Thank you, once. One time in 24 years have I preached on giving. You know why? Because if your heart's not willing, no amount of preaching is going to accomplish that. Right? So I don't preach on giving, but here's what I want to ask you this morning. Look at verse 20. Then the entire, <clears throat> how many? Entire Israelite community, how many? Two to six million. Two to six million. The entire Israelite community left Moses' presence. Everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting for all its services and for the holy garments. Both men and women came all who had willing hearts. And then look, everywhere, I, I can't even, I didn't even count it. I should have underlined it and circled it in red. But, but through the rest of the passage that I read through, all the way up through verse 29, it says, everyone, everyone, every skilled artisan, every person, every woman, everybody brought of themselves for worship. What are they building? They're building a tabernacle a tent of meeting, a place where, where God's presence would be manifest among his people. I mean, God would show up in a cloud by day, and then at night the cloud would be lit up by fire at night. And if they got up in the morning and the cloud wasn't there, time to go. Time to move. You see? So, so they, they were building the place where God would abide in their presence. And we're going to hear this over and over again. We've seen it in the covenant. We've seen it in the conversation throughout Genesis. I will be their God. They will be my people. I will be with them. 
What are you willing to bring, give, do for God to be with you? Is your heart willing? See, we live in a time when when hearts are conflicting. We live in a time when hearts are distracted. We live in a time of, of, of this divided allegiance. Right? We live at a time when 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 the voices of the world around us are 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 commanding, demanding, uh influencing. That's a big word, right? Influencers. Right? Who are you influenced by? Who are you listening to? If you remember what I said, if you were here in the in, on January the 9th, God said it, don't miss it. If you're busy listening to the junk that's going on in the world, you might miss what God's saying. Listen to Him first. Listen to Him most. Okay? That's all I can say to you. I mean, there are a lot of things out there that are God's instruction into Bobby's life. There are a lot of influences. There are a lot of voices out there that, that try to distract me from hearing and certainly obeying God's instruction in my life. Folks pulling this way and pulling that way. Right? I, those of you who remember us working through First and Second Peter, remember I told you Peter was riding into an empire that was at odds. It was already beginning its own self-destruction. And Christians were scattering out of Jerusalem and going into the towns throughout the Roman Empire. <coughs> and, um, and, 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 and Peter is writing to Christians in local villages and stuff around the Roman Empire. And, and everybody's trying to pull them apart. Come join my team. Come join my team. And, and Christians are all going, no, we're just on Jesus' team. We're, we're just all about Jesus. You see what I mean? That's what's happening today. I mean, it's going on all around us. Amazing. Uh, what technology gives a voice to. My goodness. God's instruction to you. God's instruction to me. You see, I love it when Moses says this. This is what the Lord has commanded you. What is God asking of you today? Okay, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little light right now. You ready? God comes to you and says, here, taste this. Are you willing? Taste and see that the Lord is good. See, I thought about that this morning and, and, and as I was reflecting, and whatever it was woke me up at 2.30 this morning. So anyway, I've been thinking about this quite a bit this morning. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I had already thought about Eli going, here, Dad, taste this. And I'm going, no! You're trying to trick me. It tastes disgusting, and, and you want me to join you in misery. Right? What is God commanding His people today? 
I'll tell you, he, he's commanding us to give our allegiance, our devotion, our uh, everything that we are to him first. First. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, 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 and we love because he first loved us, so we love him first. So what does that do, recognizing God's incredible gift and love and sacrifice for us on our behalf? You know, the, the, the fact that Jesus Christ died the death, we should have died. How do you respond to God's goodness? What do you give him back? You do understand I'm not talking about money, right? I mean, I know what the text says, and I know how this text can be used. But here's the question. How willing is your heart that you give yourself completely to God? There's a quote that's somehow attributed to D.L. Moody. The world has not seen. world has not seen what God can do with a man, one man, who is completely sold out to him. Wow. This is what the Lord has commanded. Then the entirely Israelite community left Moses' presence, every one. Now, obviously, maybe not all six million, four million, two million, whatever. Maybe not all their hearts were moved. We don't know. Here's what we do know. Once all of the giving to the worship center in the presence of God tent, the tent of meeting, Moses had to get up and say, Stop! We got enough! How about that? The people's heart was moved to the point where Moses said, Enough! We don't need any more. How about that? I think that's cool. I'm looking at this going, everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting for all its services and for the holy garments. Both men and women came, all who had willing hearts. See, here's what I've said about giving. If we're doing what God's told us to do, Money won't ever be an issue. And I don't mean that as, as just the gathering. I mean all of us. If we're doing what God told us to do, money's not ever an issue. Can I show you the areas where money is an issue? It usually has to do with time and talent. You know, we, 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 we've got others. It's interesting. Um, I, I'm going to use Lois since she's singing with us again. Lois is going to leave here at the end of this gathering. You leading worship? She, she's now sort of transferred her time and talent over to Chapel by the Bay or Chapel Bay Church over there on the other side of the water. She leads their worship over there. Right? I remember the Sunday was her last one, supposedly her last one here. <laughs> we all said, oh, we hate that you have to go, but you know if God says so, you go do what God's telling you to do. So she gets to go over there and lead worship. Her sister, her brother-in-law, others have stepped up. There's a new guitar drummer, somebody showed up this week. 
to help out over there. You see, time, talent, people willing from their hearts to give to God. Do you know what they need over at Chapel Bay? They need some children and youth workers over there. You know why? Because Nathan is the pastor, great friend. His wife does everything else. <laughs> well, not really. But anyway, she does the children and youth stuff. Man, she could use some help. You see? Guess what? I'll go ahead and say, guess, we get every week, we get more and more kids show up here. If you don't, if you got time and talent and you're not using it, you really need to see where God's sending you. He might be sending you out to nursery, the not nursery, what do we call it? Hatchlings. Hatchlings. That's what we call our nursery, the hatchlings. Something to do with turtles, I don't know. And there was something called some kind of Saragamo Sea or something like that. What was that thing called, Trudy? Yeah, that one. Sargasso Sea. That was going to be the 3G, the children, because the little bitty turtles grow up into the protected sea of, I don't know. We got kids, and kids need relationships with adults. We need adults willing, from their hearts, willing to love children, willing to love young people, willing to young senior adults, sea salt people, willing to love each other in, in middle age. I see, you know what? The sea salt folks keep telling me, you're not middle age anymore. You know what? I, I can do this math. I'll be 60 this year. If that's middle age, how many 120-year-olds do you know? Okay? That's math, just so you know. God has commanded us in every willing heart gives of itself. This is not a question about money, y'all. This is a question about the willingness of our hearts to give back to God, Scott, because of God's goodness to us. Okay? So, the arc of God's story. Now, we're at we the people worship. We worship. How do we worship? We declare God's worth in our lives. We love Him back. My favorite thing to add on the end of that is and act like it. If you love God, act like it. Okay? Guess where it starts? It starts with that shed blood of Christ. For us, obviously that's not the... Every sacrificial thing that is outlined in Exodus points to Jesus. Everything in our lives today points back to Jesus. You see? Jesus is the pivot point of all history. You don't know Jesus, you need Jesus. We'd love to introduce you to him. Can I say this? <laughs> Jesus, taste this. Okay? Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's given us Jesus. Pray with me. God, thank you for today. God, a day that we get to gather and celebrate and sing and, and, and cut up and, and just enjoy hanging around each other. God, enjoying musicians who play and, and, 
and, and nursery hatchling workers and 3G workers and, and Bible study teachers and, and, and folks who, who, who just greet one another and make coffee and, and put out snacks and, and all the things that go on, God, folks, giving of themselves from a willing heart. Lord, help our hearts to be willing. God, help me to be willing. Thank you, God, for so much. God, if there's someone here who doesn't know Jesus, we want them to know Jesus. If there are people here who know Jesus, but, but they're distracted by the, the things of the world or sin in the world, God, I pray they would have a conversation with you this morning. And then, God, there might be some who want to be a part of this family, this gathering family, family gathering. God, I just pray that you would move our hearts, that we would be obedient to what you've commanded in our lives. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.